With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everybody, welcome back to Talkscapers Podcast. My name is Simo. Today I'm joined by Jake. Hello Jake. Hi guys, welcome back. And I'm also joined by Adam. Hello everybody. Uh, just before we get started today, boys, we are doing Movember. It's plastered all over our Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. Uh, if you're interested in donating, um, go there and, and help us out. We've got a target of £500. We're about halfway there right now. So thank you for everybody that has donated so far. Um, obviously, this is the first day of Movember, so we, you can't really see evidence of too many moustache <laughs> um for, for, for our YouTube viewers. Uh, but, you know, the, in, in a couple of weeks, it will, like, it will be like, more hilarious, more <laughs> slightly more hilarious. <laughs> mine mine doesn't get much better than this anyway. Yeah, <laughs> Adam's peaked early. Um, right, lads, we are straight into the game, and it's uh, it's unfortunate we don't have Craig with us this uh, this mm. episode because Arsenal were very good, uh, and we can um, we can we can go out and say right now we were we were we were wrong about Aaron Ramsdale. <laughs> <laughs> he had a, a, a minor match performance. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> He had his man of the match performance and he had a terrific save from a, from a free kick. On full stretch, it doesn't look as if he's going to get there and it, it does. And he's been can, really can good I, every time sorry, I've seen can him. I, can I be controversial? Go on, you go. I, I don't think that save was as good as everyone's making it out. To I be. agree with Adam. I, I think the second save was actually maybe better. You know, the, the uh, one across goal. Yeah, the way yeah, that, it, that's follow up. Yeah, it's a couple of big, sca- big the, the, saves in this the, game. The, the, the first save, I'd, I'd categorise it as what I'd call a keeper's dream, whereby it's one of those saves where they know they can it's make it. It's easy to get to, but And they know they can make it look really good. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a classic, <laughs> it's a classic camera save, isn't it? Yeah. It's they a pure see, camera save. They could yeah. see it just dump over the wall and you think and they're already thinking match of the day they're already thinking yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but he got his be... clean sheet against against this Leicester side um, yeah I mean they, they, this new look Arsenal they're looking pretty good and by the way um, 
<laughs> we did an episode where we we totally laughed at the the signing of Adam Ramsdale. It was just a ludicrous thing, and, and not a place where <laughs> Arsenal needed to to strengthen at all. Given that Leno, I still don't rate as a terrible keeper. I thought he was capable. Um, we even had a comment in one of our YouTube videos that was just, "Who's laughing now?" Well, you sir, you the Arsenal <laughs> fans um, are laughing, and we're we going to eat that big slice of, of humble pie. Uh, I'll come to you, Adam. Um, another superb performance across the board for the for the Arsenal back five. Um, it's all it's all turning around for them this season, isn't it? Yeah, and and I think a lot of Arsenal fans were saying it, it was obviously they had the first three games where they lost all three. Granted, again, two of them against Chelsea and, and Man City, but they didn't have a fully fit squad. Um, a lot of Arsenal fans were saying when we get our, our players back, things will turn around. And and Gabriel, since he's come back, he's looked a monster. Wonderful. And and, and, and uh, alongside him as well, Ben White looks twice the player Fantastic. we did before uh, alongside Gabriel. And I've got Gabriel in my fantasy team, so he's doing me, <laughs> he's doing me bits, especially at the weekend. Um, but yeah, they, they, they again look like they're really, really building something with Arteta now. I think I said it in the group chat over the weekend. This is... Probably in terms of a first eleven, the first time Arteta's probably happy with every single one of them. Yeah, um, they've got like a real good core. Uh, that's that's young, exciting, energetic, and and they've got a desire as well, which which is something Arsenal have been heavily criticised for over over the past few years. That there's just no heart and no desire, and and from this young bunch of players, it seems to slowly starting to be impacting the senior players. I've seen Aubameyang run more this season than I have the last two seasons combined, um, mm. and 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 I think uh, look they're, they're looking really really promising, and and if things go not don't go to plan with with say Man United, I think it's going to be Arsenal and and maybe West Ham that are waiting to capitalise on that fourth spot. Absolutely, I mean it's they they play like this every week then. You could see them going in a, a, a real run. And by the way, a player for me that's kind of going a wee bit under the radar, Lakonga, is your typical sort yeah. of Premier League level, 7 out of 10 every single week, and they need yeah. that. They need that. They need They've that player needed more those players than probably any other player They needed yeah. that Lakonga, sort of 7 out of 10 every every week. You know exactly what you're getting. You know, you're getting a decent performance in the centre of midfield. Yeah. Um, but... Going over the other side of this match at the King Power Leicester, the hosts. It's not going I wouldn't say it's going to plan for Leicester as a mm. as a season, Jake. And you know, you you look at the what they accomplished last season and in the seasons before, and European football is pretty much a must at a club like that these days, and mm. it, it's kinda of looking they will be about there, but it doesn't look guaranteed as it normally does with no, Leicester I, sort of make up the bulk of the points early on in the season. I'd have to agree with you, mate. I think that They've, well, we know we know they've been up and down this season. Their, their form suggests that. But for me, I think the the concerning part is it's just they're just not they're not as consistent. Like you said, they're not consistent. And and Soyuncu for me, his forms absolutely fell off a cliff. You know, for the last couple of years, he's been you know arguably their best centre back. He's been he's a beast. Been, been very very good, and he's been linked with other teams. But but so far this season, he has not been at the races, and and that's not what you need from you know from one of your centre backs is is to be you know a bit all over the place at times. But I thought first half Leicester were really poor. Second half they definitely you know they improved and. Uh, but I just, I just, I don't know where what Rodgers can really do to turn it around. I think, I think the only the, the positive is that James Madison's come back and he, he's starting to you know look look good you know after his injuries and and the likes of Dakar and stuff are scoring goals in in the Europa League and he, and he got last week as well. So you know there's 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 
there's good signs at Leicester, but just just at the weekend, you know, they did look particularly poor and and. But for me, full credit to, to Emil Smith-Rowe. I think he's been absolutely outstanding so far this season. I think he's got four four in seven now, and his goal um, at the weekend was was lovely. But yeah, and another one, actually, I, I want to mention for Arsenal, who, who I think a lot of people were laughing at because they didn't really know who he was, was that was Tommy Asu at right back. I think he's been, been excellent since he's come into the he's, side as well. Yeah. Really, really looks a real talent. Looks a really good player. And Arsenal's business now, you know, in the summer everyone was sort of was laughing, us included. But now it looks, you know, very, very shrewd pieces of business. And yeah, I was going to say, can I Arteta like really clearly, clearly does know what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so full credit, full credit to Arsenal and, and and to the board for sticking with him and not just not just like crumbling with the pressure of you know yeah the, the toxic Arsenal fan base that that they can be at times of. Get rid of Arteta. Get rid of Arteta. I think yeah, Craig Arteta spent a hundred million, hundred million on a player. Oh, that's yeah, right. I think. I, I mean, think I Craig, need to eat the humble Craig, so, I was actively laughing, like physically, yeah. barely laughing at this business. I don't know why. <laughs> I think, but I think it just seemed absurd to me that you know Ben White looked a good buy, and I said that from the start. But everything else kind of looked a bit like, oh, you're just kind of plugging holes. And I don't know if you're doing any sort of like one for one improvements. Mm. Um, but even Tavares looks a great buy, and yeah, he does. Um, yeah. That entire new sort of like, and Ramsdale looks fantastic. I mean, his general play, like I've yet to see him have a bad game in an Arsenal shirt this season. Mm. And it's a, he came in for Leno. Um, I can't remember, but it was a few games ago. It was a Premier League game. And he, just from then, he put in a solid performance. And I think it was like, oh, that's that's not really Ramsdale-esque to put in a performance like that. And then he <laughs> went on and, and he's just carried that form. And I think he's, there's a reason why he's in that England squad. And I think maybe yeah. we're starting to see what coaches are seeing. Because obviously we can only see what's on the pitch. And these coaches get to work these players day in, day out. And if they rate them, there's obviously a reason why. There's obviously a reason why Arsenal wanted to go out and spend near enough 30 million on this guy and really seen him as a step up from what they already had. So we're the ones that are, you know, that have got it wrong. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, the fans got it wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but um but that yeah, so all looking good at all looking peachy at Arsenal, not so good at Leicester. Not as uh, you wouldn't even say bad. I mean if this is Leicester six years ago when they're having this exact season, then it's or maybe even go back, be back a bit further than that. Um then then this is a successful season thus far, but they, yeah, they've yeah. raised the bar so hard so like high recently in these past sort of four or five years that that is that's it's almost not good enough for them uh but we need to go I, I, to- I, sorry i think just 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 to finish on a final statement just to sort of put the final nail in the coffin for leicester uh, <laughs> um <laughs> brendan rogers uh, he tends to start every season really really well and then he'll fall off towards the end yeah the fact that we're 10 games in and they haven't yet really got going I think it's a really, really concerning look for Leicester at where they could end up finishing in the league because right now it's looking it could, like it could be closer to mid-table than anything else. Yeah, and I don't think that's good enough. And, and that will be the story of how Brennan Rodgers went to Newcastle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we next go to uh, the upset of the match week. Um, Crystal Palace, Patrick Vieira goes over and uh, gets one over at Man City at home. I mean, Conor Gallagher was absolutely superb. So was Kiyati, so was MacArthur. Every, to a man, every man in that, that Palace side was absolutely excellent. They played a 4-3-3 formation, so they didn't, it's not as if they've bottled it and tried to keep one out. Um, Laporte, the red card, I want to come to you, Jake, is, is that a red card? Obviously, it was a big, big point in the game that kind of changed things. Um, um. 
I didn't see it at the time. I was I was obviously at Anfield watching Liverpool, but watching it back, you know, hearing the murmurings that, that were going around. For me, it's a modern day red card. It's a red card nowadays. You know, ten years ago, it's not. Five years ago, it probably isn't either. But now that VAR's here, now that we're in, you know, I'm a more modern era of football. It's a red card. You know, it is as simple as that. And. You know, I'd feel aggrieved if it was a Liverpool player that got sent off for that, you know, as Man City fans are for, for Laporte. But, you know, it's, it's the way it is now. It, it's a red, you know, it is as simple as that. It is a red card. And it, 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 it must it must be frustrating for the City fans and, and the players. And, you know, you could see how much of a shit house Sahar is just after, you know, when, when it halftime whistle went, you see now how sort of riled up he made all the city players and you know but that that's that's what good players do you know they get into the heads of their opposition and it, and it clearly worked uh, you know he scored and he got a man sent off yeah fair play to him but i thought palace from what i saw on the highlights were excellent i think patrick vieira is doing a fantastic job there you know there was a lot of people you know sort of questioning whether he could do it but i think actually we spoke at the start of the season and and, and gave vieira a bit of praise and said you know mm-hmm. we think he can actually do a very good job at palace you know based on what what he has He's done in the past, and and what kind I of Palace he, he used to as well. It would be a, <laughs> an incredibly difficult job he was granted, and how he yeah. seized it is like so impressive, so very, so very impressive. Good. He's got them playing really, really good football, which you know a couple of years ago, sexy football, mate. Yeah, you know, sexy a couple of years, passes and that. It's and that football Palace that you side. don't you don't associate with Palace, you know, especially after seeing you know how they played on the Hodgson. It's completely different, but for me, you know. Conor Gallagher, what a signing he has been for them. They need to nail that down. What a finish as well, by the way. What a finish. finish. Almost looks like it's gone. Almost looks like the chance is gone, isn't it? As if Zaha kind of spends a wee bit too long um, on the ball. But he's the kind of player that just shows how how comfortable he is. Um, He should have had an assist as well. There's a free kick he put into Benteke, I think it was. Benteke should have scored that as well. but no, I just just to touch on Vieira while we were on the on the topic, I remember I said on this show last week that uh, Vieira is doing an incredible job in terms of the way he's got this Palace team playing it in the contrast to how they were under Hodgson. Mm. My only issue was they were almost finding every single way possible to not finish out a game with three points. <laughs> yeah. And and a week later, they've they've gone away to one of the best sides in Europe and mm. won pretty comfortably Com- comfortably um, yeah yeah the, it wasn't uh, smash I, and grab think, was it I think the two best chances for Man City were both I think they, they were both Rodri chances weren't they on his weaker foot as well um, I, I don't think City were particularly good but again like a lot of that a lot of that is was down to Palace and the way they played and, and, and tried yeah. to control the game in their own way I couldn't agree more and I couldn't agree more on the, on the, on the red card, card there as you, as, as you said Jake mm. um, when you look at this Palisade and the way it's set up now, and it's it's just so so impressive. Um, Adam, I'll come straight back to you, mate. City have now given five points um, space between them and Chelsea at the top of the table, so they they need a little bit of help to to make that gap up. Now they they've kind of they're kind of eliminating a lot of the margin of error, and I know that they they do their best. They do their best work in the running, don't they? Man City, they they, they can go ahead and, and win every game till the till the end of the season. They do have that in the locker, but you know, you they have these these games every season. But do you think they're kind of with Liverpool up right up there with Chelsea as well? It's like the margin of error. Just these kind of games, it doesn't feel yeah. like 
you're going to have a lot of them this season that you can get away with. Especially at home. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's that's exactly the point. But I, I mean, I, you, you, we we talk about City having these games, and City have a lot of these games against Palace. Pa- Palace do seem to beat Palace City do. like once a season. It, it just seems to almost <laughs> be a bit of a given that this happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the margin of error is. I think because of the standards that that Liverpool and City have set over the years, they are you know so so slim. Mm. You know, we we look at Liverpool drawing to. Yeah, I think we've got four draws now, and 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 already there are fans granted maybe overreacting, but there are already fans saying, oh, that's, that's us out of the title race. That's that. That's that done." Then, <laughs> um, no, I, I. But I think I think it's important, and and that's the thing to to not over exaggerate. Like the margin for error is so slim. But it, it, it's, it is just five points, and they still have Chelsea to play. You know, yeah, a, exactly. a, 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 a win, you know, obviously they've already played once, got the win over them the first time. Mm. That then takes it to two points. I think I think people are probably looking at Chelsea and thinking that they're not going to slip up. There will be a point in the season where Chelsea slip up. Yeah, um, I think I think it will be more draws rather than than losses. Yeah. If Chelsea if, if Chelsea don't go over the line this season and win the title, I think it will be down to draws more than than losses. Maybe the same case for Liverpool, and that that case could be made yeah. as well. I think um, I think that's just the the point. So like Chelsea haven't even they they haven't proven either that they can hit the sort of ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine points. Yeah. Um. Whereas City and Liverpool have proven that even. Or while they've, they've lost games or drawn games because they've proven that they can go and win 10 15 games in a row yeah um chelsea yeah. haven't haven't quite done that yet i mean i know that they're, they're on the way to but you know it's i wouldn't rule anybody out just yet absolutely and speaking of chelsea we go now to the st james's park where chelsea played um newcastle and newcastle well Absolutely awful, Jake. They were they were shocking. There was a new sort of shape for Celtic, uh, um, Celtic Chelsea, um, where they, they they sort of we were talking about how they put sort of two number tens behind the striker, and that's yeah. what really worked from this game. And and I think they're they're probably finding their sort of best best shape for that side where they can be missing players and still play ever so well. I mean, Ziyech, I think probably, if he was hitting it, if he was um, just a few close, he probably could have had, had a hat trick this game, but. Um, yeah, it's just Reese James. We need to talk about Reese James actually. Um, mm-hmm. He is some finisher. Too <laughs> quality. The, the, the second Very one, the, the, the second one, the keeper made it a little bit easy for him. Yeah. But the technique was still brilliant. He still has to hit it. You know, like perfectly. Yeah. Um, oh, what a player! What a player! You, England are just oozing right backs at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah. it's becoming a nonsense, really. Um, Jake, uh, what, what are your thoughts on this match? Newcastle are absolutely shambolic. They you know, are. You know, they had 21% possession against Chelsea. They didn't have any corners. They had one shot on target, which I'm pretty sure was a daisy cutter. Uh, it wasn't, that was not a very, like, good attempt on target. They look just lost. You know, they got rid of Bruce, which, you know, the fans were crying out for. But, you know, they've brought in an, an assistant manager who's. He's not, you know, been a, a a manager before, and you know, as as bad as Bruce was, he's still got thousand games of experience. Oh, you know. <laughs> Let me ask you something, Jake. Um, and I know you've just touched on Newcastle a little bit there, but there's a manager recently out of work, a Premier League manager recently out of work that could maybe step out of this new this Newcastle side. He's talking about Nuno. Yes, I am talking about Nuno. What, what do you think? What are the chances? Do you know what? Um, I think in terms of 
we didn't see it at Tottenham, but the way he played at Wolves is exactly what Newcastle need. They need a defensive-minded manager who will play five at the back, you know, three in midfield and then one or two up front and, and sort of just make them hard to beat. They really need to be hard to beat. And they're not at the moment, you know, they're, they're open at the back. The midfield's not there. Callum Wilson and Maximum just can't do it on their own. They're too you know, shiny diamonds in an absolute shit pile. And it's just, it's just not, it's not looking good for Newcastle. And I, you know, I think they, even if they get Nuno into the end of the season, you know, it's not really the worst thing that they could possibly do because, you know, there's all this talk of, you know, Ajax managers and, and Brendan Rogers and people like that. You, you don't no, need no, that right now. You need no, no. someone <clears throat> like, like a Nuno. We know he's a good manager. He's got point a point to, to prove. prove. Yeah, you know. And, and we'll talk a bit more in depth about Nuno Saka when, when we come on to El Saka. Yeah. <laughs> El Saka. <Yeah. laughs> uh, Derby this, this week, that happened this weekend. Um, Adam, I'll come to you. What do you see? Can you see Nuno slotting into that spot? <laughs> Again, like you said, I think it makes sense. As Jake was saying, Newcastle need to be hard to beat. This is, you know, survival in the Premier League has never been so important for Newcastle. Yeah. Because if they are relegated this season, it sets them back so much. Yeah. In terms of trying to build this team. And and if they get relegated, you're probably looking at St. Maximum definitely goes. I don't care what anybody says about him waiting to to be part of this Newcastle team that are going to build up and get through that he goes so he, I don't know who he'll go to but someone will come in for him the top four gone. side will have him easily yeah. Leicester easily <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, and it, yeah it sets them back so so much and, and West Ham and, and on, sorry I'm just I'm just shouting sort of like best of the rest clubs <laughs> <laughs> and on the flip side as you've said Nuno has a point to prove um, he was the fall guy when it came to Spurs um, he wants to show everybody that he, he's still capable of taking a team from the bottom half of the table to uh, to at least mid-table, maybe on the outskirts of Europe. Um, and, and I'm sure that'll be enough for him with Newcastle before they, they then need the, the sort of next stepping stone. And I, I think it just makes sense for both parties, to be honest. I think so too. I think so too. We kind of got off topic of, of the Newcastle Chelsea. Chelsea, obviously, Chelsea were very good. Chelsea yeah, Chelsea good. were very, very good. They played in that, so that shape with the, the two number tens behind the um, uh, the, the the striker Kai Havertz. Um, Hudson Odoi is, is having a wee bit. He's of having a nice season. resurgence. And, actually, it's nice to see that. He's, yeah, and he's a very Tuchel, talented player. Tuchel does like him. He didn't really get much of a chance under Frank. As much I as other, I didn't like him, I didn't. Yeah, think. as much as yeah. other players did. I mean, but Tuchel especially likes his versatility. How he can play on both sides, he can play as a wide yeah. back as well. As we've seen back, him sort of yeah. slot in there. Um, and Tuchel does kind of really admire those those players. Jorginho had a particularly good game as well, um, and he's he's always good. He's he's a player that's underrated for me, Jorginho. And the the back three of Christensen, Silva, and Rudiger is is superb as, as it always is. is it, we can only really say what what is very obvious with Chelsea that they they run pretty much cruise control and they will be for a for a while. Reese James is the the exceptional scored ten goals in two games without their two main strikers. Yeah, granted, yeah, granted it's, it's great, gra- gra- look, granted yeah. it's only Norwich yeah. and Newcastle, but you still got to put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah, you still yeah. got to yeah. do the business. You can all play yeah. it in front of you. Um, <laughs> next, we go to um, we go to Burnley Brentford and. 
and I kind of I feel quite <clears> bad because my dad asked me what's going to happen this match, and I said probably Brentford are going to get a win here. Burnley had not won in the league at home <laughs> since February 2020, and they go ahead and put it right here. But as Burnley say, when they attack, they look pretty good. I think the addition of Cornea has really changed quite a lot. Oh yeah, um, and they're, they're scoring decent goals. I think Woods had another fantastic um, goal this uh, this this week. Um, <clears> Adam. They've changed quite a lot, and Connie played in a, in a two up front this week. Yeah, it was. I, I think the key for me, it was frustrating how easy Burnley made it look to play against Brentford, especially. I mean, <laughs> they've look, had the look, easiest game against Brentford all season, by the way, that anybody's yeah. played against Brentford. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, I mean, us, the, the three of us sat here, all, all being Liverpool fans, we, we know what a game Brentford gave us, and. And just how easy Burnley made it look at times. And I said it last week, again, it was on this show. Burnley, uh, they are trying something different. We we saw it in glimpses against Liverpool as well, where they're not just playing the typical Burnley smashing up long balls. They're, they're trying to find different patterns of playing and different ways to create chances and score goals. We saw that with, with the uh, Corne goal and the Wood goal, two Brilliant finishes, by the way. Uh, yeah. Exceptional goals. Some really good calls all round this week, actually. Um, but yeah, they're just they're trying to trying to create new patterns of play. Little presses here and there as well. Um, trying to win the ball on the front foot, not not just sort of sat back with their their typical two banks of four. They still, of course, do that, but it's not. You know, it's it's not uh, all, all the time. And 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 look, I think in the grand scheme of things, as you said, this was Burnley's first win of the season. Mm. So you could look at it in terms of maybe it's not going to plan. But I think Sean Dyche has more than enough credit in the bank to start trying new things with this Burnley team. Um, and as well, I think he's got the the know-how and the experience to, if it does start going wrong, he kicks into survival mode and, and he'll yeah. keep them up regardless. So yeah. he, you know, if they do have to go back to that sort of really dirty style of playing, I'm sure he'll have no problem with doing that. Um, I just want to make a special mention to Dwight McNeil as well. I think he's a very special, special player. player. Yeah, very he's really he's good. so good he's um, like a six foot one winger man he's like yeah. look awesome <laughs> and his, 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 his ball control as well is just magnificent um but yeah i thought i thought they were uh, they were really good um and and just just to touch on on burnley uh well not actually sorry brentford not actually how they played but it was just the ivan tony interview um, obviously, we know he's a Liverpool fan, and and he made the <laughs> comment: if if Liverpool calls, then who knows? Um, I, Liverpool better be picking up the phone in the next. Oh few yeah, months. yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely I mean, take Tony. Yeah, I would take Yeah, you know what I mean. He is quite. He's 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 got a bit of Bobby Firmino about him in terms of his hold up play, definitely. But I think he, yeah. he's a lethal proper centre forward in the box as well. But I mean, they did look a wee bit suspect in the back of this game, and you kind of mm. there was there was shades of Championship defence yeah. <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Definitely, I think the you know the uh, the Matty Lawton goal was a bit was a bit pathetic that he was able to get ahead on that uh, and get it. And I mean, yeah, it's. I mean, they can only play on sort of motivation because they are running on motivation right now, Brentford. They're just having that first season in the Premier League. That will yeah. only last so long. We've seen it dip for Sheffield United and we've seen what happened um, when, they go, when they went very much into sort of like second season syndrome and just get smashed and battered by absolutely everybody. I hope that's not Brentford. I hope they're better than that because I like 
when I, I think they do their best work at home when they're when they're, when they're stadiums. Yeah, they've got that crowd people. behind them. Yeah, yeah. Um, just Brilliant. before we finish on on this game, boys, uh, I'll come to you, Jake. Um, mm-hmm. Our Lord and Savior, Sean Dice, does he does he keep Burnley up this season? Yes, 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 he does. Like like Adam said, you know, he's playing. He's trying a, a new style and. We saw today that it well today on Saturday that it that it, it worked very well. But like you said, Adam, he's not afraid to to resort to the dark arts, and he will do whatever he has to to keep that Burnley side up in there. And I think he will do it do it very comfortably. Well, not comfortably, but I think they will they will end up staying up quite comfortably. Yeah, absolutely, especially with the, the terrible form of of uh, Newcastle and and Norwich, and I don't think I don't think Watford will be much much use this season either. There. Yeah, we next go to Watford, Southampton, and we're not going to spend too long on this because we've only got a certain amount of time, lads. And this was a, a besides from the the the, the Kyle Walker Peters goal goal line clearance and the and the Shea Adams goal that which was fucking super. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scott Scotsman Shea Adams putting the ball away. We like to see it. We like to see it, gents. Um, <laughs> Watford, they seem they're either they're either amazing or they're they were dreadful. Joshua King was absolutely nowhere. Sissoko just running the midfield on his own is, is both hilarious and a, a wee bit sad. <laughs> um, but yeah, just Southampton kind of just surprising everybody, I think, and just they're starting to pick up some points, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are yeah, yeah. Um, and and. Credit to Ralph Hasenhutl, man. I mean, that dude is, he's had so many fucking losses that he could have wrapped in the towel, man. See those nine nils, he could have fucking, like, I don't, I don't know what kind of mentality you have to have to fucking still believe in yourself after that. Yeah. But he does, and he loses his star striking, and he loses his important players, and he just keeps fucking going. It's beyond me. <coughs> and that's I all think- I really wanted to say about Southampton, and just, I think, him, uh- Without him, they'd be down. Surely they would be. I think. I think. Yeah, Ralph Hasenhutl does deserve a, a lot of credit. Like you said, Simo. I think you know this year we all thought it. You know, Ings going, Vestergaard going. You know, no one really coming in, and you just think, oh god, is this finally the year where you know Southampton's corpse has been picked that much that you know they are down to bare bones and, and they do get relegated, but. And it looked at the start of the season like it, it very much could have been that, but fair play to them that, you know, they're starting to pick up a couple of points now and, you know, their first away win. Yes, it's only Watford, but these are the games that they got to be winning. And they, you know, they are winning those key games. And I think for Southampton, that's, that's all they have to do is just beat the sides around them, you know, and, and they're, and they are, they are doing that. So I think, I think Ralph, Ralph deserves a lot of credit and yeah, he's doing a, doing a grand job. Uh, on the someone, coast. someone give him some sort of award. Best, best <laughs> Austrian manager in the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've just given him an award. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Enjoy it, mate. You deserve yeah. it. Um, Adam, we come to you. And Ollie's back at the wheel. Everything was fine. What the fuck were they worried about? What were they worried about, Adam? They're all That's fine. Literally on my uh, notice page for the Man United Spurs game, I've just <laughs> got in big ball. Ollie's at the wheel. <laughs> big ball um, but but seriously, United didn't even. It was shades of of. I have to bring it up just for an excuse to talk about it. The Liverpool United game. Liverpool won that game so comfortably at 5-0 and, and took pity on United towards the end of it. And <laughs> Liverpool didn't even have to be that good. And United did the exact same to Spurs. Um, 
this weekend. They scored some really good goals. Uh, the Ronaldo volley was insane. Yeah. Uh, the Cavani finish was a really, really good finish as well. But Spurs made it so easy that United didn't really need to get out of second or third gear. Um, mm. Again, it was no shots on target for Spurs. Um, I think it was like over two hours of football with 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 no shots on target. Wow. Um, and uh, and and yeah, it it's it, it is a difficult one because I do really like Nuno um as a manager but as as we mentioned before he was set up as the fall guy this was it was, it was never going to work yeah what kind of that impossible situation didn't he the he was like he was situation. you know he was like 10th on the list as well which just does not give you any confidence as a manager when you know you, they've called nine other people and they get to you and say, "Do you fancy a job?" And you're like, uh, "Yeah," <laughs> you know. It's, it's and he has to the... take it because it's a, it's a step up that he's probably been waiting for, undeserved. Yeah. It's, so some of the clauses in the contract as well, the fact that it was only a two year contract anyway, bizarre. And then and there were some really weird clauses in it, which basically meant that they could sack him at, at any point for next to no money. Um. And and yeah, it just it seemed very obvious to everybody. Um, you know, he even he would have known that this was not not a long term appointment. Spurs tried to get in Conte um, in the it's summer. Obviously, right now. it's probably probably over the line as we speak. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, or even it, getting it over the line. Um, um, very yeah, it's just, very credible sources saying that's going to that's going to occur. Yeah, and it's just it's really sad for Nuno. It is because he is a good manager. Um, Is he fucking better than the way he treated the way they treated him and the way fucking he walked into that Harry Kane situation? Harry Kane, by the way, is an absolute disgrace of a player. He's a disgrace. He is. He, you know, for someone that's demanding to move and they're saying he's worth two hundred million pounds. If you're worth, if you think you're worth that money play like you are worth that money you know to show man city that they should come in for you in january all that i'm seeing from harry kane is a is a petulant child that did not get his own way you know he's a he's a captain of tottenham or he's one of the captains of, he's the england captain and you know he, he, he looks like someone that just does never play football. I think it's, that's it. It's, it's his attitude, and uh, I'm sick. I'm sick to death of people like Gary Neville jumping on on the overlap or this Sky Sports, so or calling him a, a saint and, and yeah. he's an angel and he's never done it. The, the guy's attitude stinks. It absolutely yeah. reeks. He's he's just, he's so unprofessional. Like there, there was there was a point where. I think I was probably annoyed by the fact that the media held Harry Kane up to such a high standard. Yeah. Again, similarly to Gary Neville calling him a saint and 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 you know he, he's a model professional for for kids to look up to. If you are a, a, a kid under the age of of twelve, fifteen, whatever it is, aspiring to be a, a footballer, do not look at Harry Kane as a role model. He the, the 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 attitude he's shown towards a club that literally gave him a career. Is disgusting. He, he, does, he, does, he, does, <laughs> he does not deserve anything from that club anymore. Nothing. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, oh, it winds me up do so know, much. Do you know what the, the, thing, the thing, Adam, as well is that, you know, that, like the Spurs fans, like a lot of them aren't really like against Kane. If if that was a Liverpool player, if that's. If that's I'd be fuming, mate. If that's Mo Salah, if that's Mane, if that. I, 
you know, I'd be absolutely furious, you know. I'm visibly you get, you distressed get now and it's not a Liverpool yeah, it's player. Yeah, it's not a Liverpool player. Everything would be off my desk. I'd be chucking my laptops <laughs> out the window and everything. I would not stand for it if it was a Liverpool player. You know, it's not It's not even, you know, a, a Coutinho situation at Liverpool where, you know, he just sort of refused to play. That you can sort of get over because he's not, contributing on the pitch and he's not causing a problem on the pitch and you know you're not playing effectively with 10 men like Tottenham are every single week you know you're supposed to be the England captain you're supposed to be the nation's you know sweetheart effectively and and you 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 look just look like a child and 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 just to even you know go on Gary Neville's podcast and say i want to leave i'm worth 200 million pounds will someone come and buy me for 100 to 200 million pounds please get me out of here it's absolutely dread like shocking and the the fact that he's still playing like for spurs and i if i was new now i'd have dropped him weeks ago you knew that you were going to get sacked anyway i'd have gone best game full thing and just yeah the best game the best game they played he's not started he's not starting and that's that's the ridiculous thing about it jay and we're looking at right nine premier league games hurricanes played this season one goal one assist eight of those were 90 minutes so it's not as if he's come off early or come on late eight of those were full 90 minute periods and it's just not fucking good enough it stinks i tweeted out that that hurricane is largely at the center of the death of fucking nuno's absolutely um, spurs career and they should have probably just leaned in and sacked him. And if he'd been able to sell him and get the money, and he sh- they should have just sold him to Man City. Well, I'm glad they didn't because <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, maybe Man yeah. City aren't five five points behind Chelsea or even just, a couple I, of points I, behind Liverpool. But that is, yeah. He's and uh, do you know what? It just reeks of fucking media, and I don't want to get into it too much, right? But if he was a black player, he'd been hung out to fucking, he'd been crucified in the media, yeah. but instead, he's just fucking lauded over, and he's Sir Harry Kane till it all ends. I no, absolutely not. No, no, I'm not having it. I'm not having it. You're not going to hear any sort of plaudits <laughs> for Harry Kane in a Talkstealers podcast while, while he's playing <laughs> as abysmal as he is, and, and that's, that is largely our thoughts on it. <laughs> Compare this this Harry Kane to the Harry Kane that started the season last season, where he was he was running and he was working and he was assisting and scoring and and you know had a wonderful partnership with Son, and now you know fucking hell, Son doesn't even look like he knows who Harry Kane is anymore. He's just like he just won't pass to him. It's just like <laughs> your shit. You don't want to be here. And I feel, do you know what the the, the player I do feel sorry for is is Kungmin Son. You know. He's a world class talent. He's a world class talent. He knows. He knew when he signed his deal the other year that the Kane also had a six year deal. They had a really good partnership. You know, something was building, and he sort of got on that 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 thing of well, Harry Kane's going to stay. I'm going to stay. <laughs> you know, I'm going to see this through. Try and build um, something here. Yeah, we'll try and build something because you know the, the signs have been there for Tottenham that they potentially are. You know, and with Con- Conte, you know, all all but agreed you know the the ink is the only thing that needs to go on the paper maybe you know it can turn around but if harry kane does turn his 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 form around as soon as the new manager comes in then he's even more of a disgrace Mm. it's even more disgusting because it just it just shows that it just reeks of i i did not want to be here this manager kept me here or this new guy's come in he's got a better reputation i'll play for him it might get me a move you know oh yeah i'm coming i'm going to play for a sort of like world-class manager and everybody wants to come and do a a snatch and grab job for a trophy before he implodes in a in a raging that's all they want that's that's, italian psychopath vortex that that, 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 that,
he quite literally can't continue the way he's playing under Conte because Conte won't have any of it. Kane will, he's, the, he's raging, Kane will be the first. Conte will hang him out to dry within the first week. Conte mm. will drag him personally to Manchester, and he actually will like physically drag him there as well. <laughs> <laughs> like, he'll do the you know the 160 mile trip, and he'll drag him every single second of the way. Uh, and and leave him at the Etihad. And yeah, like yeah. you said, Adam. He, you know, players players talking about Conte coming in. You know, and people are comparing it to sort of Mourinho. It, it's completely different. Mourinho, you know, had a reputation as a bit. Mourinho is very passive aggressive. Yeah, Conte, Conte will like... literally punch you in the face like, <laughs> <laughs> and tell you that you're shit. Where, where Mourinho really will he put he put players on a sex ban because they weren't they weren't showing enough yeah. aggression on the pitch. Crazy, crazy. You don't get to have sex until you start playing That's <laughs> 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 you know, a kind of guy. Yeah. It is excellent, and I feel like obviously we're qu- quite obviously team you know And that's uh, uh, I never, I never knew we were until we, we actually started here. Yeah, neither but, um, <laughs> but that, that's the way. That's the way the cards are filled. Uh, <laughs> we should talk about Man United. Uh, Oli is he's got the job done against this this very poor Spurs side and. At the end of the day, you can only play what's in front of you. And he got over mm-hmm. the line. He's still got a lot of work to do, I think. I think he's got three games to really show. I mean, yeah. but there's a lot of very obvious changes here, right? Like, I think he's quite surprised on, that he scored three goals without having, like, four attacking players on the pitch. <laughs> um, and it's that's the thing. You know, if you put Ronaldo and Cavani on the pitch, <laughs> even though they're the two main strikers, you know, there's chances are one of them's going to fucking score. You know what I mean? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. Both pretty good fucking players. I mean, uh, yeah, they, they look much more comfortable with this three to back. And it, it made a lot of sense for the counter-attacking approach they tend to take to a, a game. They didn't really press where they it, didn't need to press. There's sorry. a lot more safety net. Um, is, it, yeah. uh, is it sustainable, though? No. No, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no you can't. It, can't. it will work against the Tottenham, but my my point is, is it going to work against, I don't know, let's say... A, a, in two weeks. But he doesn't need to be... That, the well, thing is, Adam, he doesn't need to be looking 10 games ahead at right now. He needs to look at, how do I win these three individual matches? Yeah. And he's well, gone and done that. So th- this is why I, it would have been really good to have a, have a United fan on the show so that we could ask them live. But for, for, just for any, any of my United fans that are listening or watching feel free like I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this so get in touch with us are you in any way obviously look you never want to deliberately see your team lose but is there almost a little bit of jealousy that spurs have lost that match gone on to sack nuno and it looks like they're getting conte because united fans for ages have been banging the conte drum of of you know this is this will be the guy to sort of get us back to winning ways and 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 the El Sacchio, the way we dress this game up, and the the loser of the game actually might end up coming sad. out with a better outcome. Um, you know, it it could necessarily be a thing of Man United won the battle, Spurs won the war, sort of thing. Because I think Spurs yeah. are only Spurs are only two points behind United, and Spurs have had a much harder start to the season than than United have. Um, playing, I think four of the top six, United have only played two. Um. So yeah, it's it's. I just just a question out there to United fans: is is there a hint of of perhaps jealousy or envy that 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 Spurs did lose that match and they're going to well, end up with Conte? Conte was the obvious name. Conte was the obvious name that, that was coming up where, but it looked like Ollie was going to yeah 
it was going to uh, probably go and because you think three games and you think, oh, can they get over the line? Maybe Spurs gets over the line, but you kind of, what, what is the other two? Man City, I think, and who else is, is he got? He's got go Chelsea over? after Man City. Yeah, so those are the those are the main <laughs> games. So, like, those are the Jesus. games where he needs to play. The see the system he's played. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I, there might be Watford in between the two. Sorry. Um, but it's like it's like Chelsea and City very close to him. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a couple of hard games that kind of needs to show what he's, what he's got. And he's got a fantastic squad. Um, Ollie, 100% he's got a fantastic oh, yeah. squad. Uh, he should play conservative, conservatively. They should transition counter-attacking. Like, not see how they were trying to go from like a counter-attacking side to a pressing side. They'd put a pin in that until better circumstances. <laughs> um, and, you know, it's, I still don't rate him as a manager. I've never rated him as a coach. Um, at Man United and the entire the time he's been there uh, the cup finals they, they have got to and they should have won they've, they've crumbled uh, in the face of all of them um, so that that that's my stance on it but if he had any sense about it we would stick with a sort of three at the back counter attacking system not, and not go play above what you think you should don't play the way you think you should be playing when you've not mm. really coached that or, or got the players fit enough to do it <laughs> Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean um, but that that's that uh, should we let's go next to a team that are in a, a lot of trouble here um, Norwich <laughs> lost to Leeds again uh, they're actually I think I think four points behind the, the Derby side that the, the, had the the, the, the all time lowest points total mm. um, when they were this far into the season Yeah, they are in great danger of being the, the worst um, Premier League side ever um, Leeds finally got over the, they get a win over the line <laughs> <laughs> they, they will feel yeah. a lot of relief about that, but uh, give give us your thoughts on the, on this match, Adam. I think I, I actually think this was uh, a massive wasted opportunity for Norwich because Leeds were a team in terms of yeah. firstly their their form and how they've been playing. Secondly, how how open they are. You know, they like to play every sort of man one on one. And, and and thirdly, because these are, in my opinion, the two most naive teams in the Premier League in terms of the way they try and play with the, the quality of teams that they have. So I think for Norwich, it, it was a massive opportunity wasted. They, they could have beat Leeds. Um, and, and they did actually create some quite decent chances to do it. It was just, for me, I think it was uh, a, a mixture of a couple of things in terms of Norwich, for some reason, seemed to make the pitch so wide. Um, I'm not sure why they did that. Leeds, with the exception of maybe Liverpool or Man City, Leeds are the one team you don't want to do that against. And second, and secondly, look, obviously, Cool makes a mistake, which is uh, is sort of the nail in the coffin for, for Norwich. But but also, I think it was just just the the team with the better players won. Sometimes football is just a very simple game. Um, and Rafinha, I've I've spoken about Rafinha on here for for quite a while, saying he he is a cut above any other player in that Leeds team, especially the wingers that they have. And and for his goal, I, I know he gets a little bit lucky with the finish, but he skipped sort of two or three players with such ease. It was almost like, almost like Mohamed Salah-esque, not in terms of the, the actual quality of, of, of how he beats the mm. players, but just, just the, the way in which, how, of how easy it was. He didn't even have to think about it. Um, and for, for me, it was just a, a simply down to the fact that Leeds had the better players in this game and, and it got them over the line. Um, sometimes football really is as simple as that. 
and uh, and and I think I, I think that's the way it was, and and it all comes back to this. Just just to sort of finish up, it, it all comes back to this the top twenty six team thing with with Norwich and how the owners keep come come out multiple times saying that they're happy to be one of the top twenty six clubs in England, and so I, I was sat and I was thinking about this, especially with this game because, as I said, they could have won it. How do you sit before the season's even kicked off, or when the season's kicking off? You know that relegation is absolutely fine. You, yeah. you know if if you get relegated, there is no consequences. It's fine. It's all yeah. It's all sort of fine and dandy. Doesn't matter what happens. How do you g yourselves up for games? You know, because we we spoken about Burnley earlier on. Sean Dyche isn't isn't saying that to his players at the start of the season. You know, no. they fight for every single every single point available. Yeah. They fight for Norwich. It just doesn't seem that way, and and it's because it, it is it isn't that way. That you know, relegation is quite literally fine for them. So why would they? get up and, and really battle for every every sort of point given. It, it genuinely looks like when Norwich go down in a game, that's it. The game's done. They've lost. I yeah. kind of feel bad for a Norwich fan that's maybe bought a season ticket, you know, spent a couple of grand on that. You know, I'd not, be not, talking, not everybody's a millionaire and can afford to spend like a few thousand pounds every and not really worry about it. You know, I mean, I'm not really thinking they should get anything back for it. I mean, most majority of sort of like working class people, you know, we can afford season tickets, but you kind of feel like you want to get something out of it, you know? And <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's going to be a bad time. It's going to be a bad, and it's fairly evident. And you, you think, oh God, that, every time you're going to turn up to that stadium, you know, you're probably... Is, is gonna it's not gonna be going your way and it's just gonna be a, a pumping every weekend and you know what I mean that's like how how long before do you just think why am I going? Why yeah. am I going? Why am I going to support this team when they don't really have any sort of ambition They're to, not supporting you, are they? Yeah, to, to turn fan. up and, and play for the shirt and play for the fans. Yeah. And I I I, I have to agree with you, lads, you know I, for Norwich it must be I just, I don't really, I just don't understand it. I know I say, I sort of, I feel like I say this every week. I just don't understand it. You know, they've got Billy Gilmore in from Chelsea, who is a very good player. You know, he's an international. You know, he, he's been. He's in, good. You know, he's a very good player, Champions League experience, Premier League experience, and he's not even coming off the bench. Surely he's got to be better than what they've got on that pitch. You know. I, I just, I just don't understand it. And like you said, Adam, how can you get yourself up for a game when there's no consequence to lose that game? You know, for a club like a, a Burnley, going down is disastrous. You know, it is an absolute disaster for that club. And for Norwich, it's just like we'll win the championship next season. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just, people, you know, people on the you radio know that and, squad, that squad can win the championship. Because they already did, and they'll probably stay yeah. together. Yeah, they will. You know what I mean? The manager will probably stay in place. Yeah, and exactly. I think any sort of manager of any level could could take that and that squad and win the championship with it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that it's a championship squad with a very light dusting of Premier League quality in there. <laughs> you know, Billy Gilmore being the only one, I think, and he doesn't even play. It's it's it's, baff- it's ridiculous, and it, it really winds me up for the fans of Norwich because yeah, I mean, I feel bad. They must look at Brentford coming up with effectively a Championship squad, drawing three three Liverpool, beating Arsenal on the first day of the season, you know, and, and stuff, and they must sit there and go. Why, why can't we do that? <laughs> What's stopping us? We were we were top of the championship. We got ninety seven points last season. You know we dominated the championship, and we come up 
There's no effort to stay in this league. Does that we'll, ha- we'll go down, get mindset. the parachute payments. They want it more. Yeah. They yeah, want exactly. it more. They want it. Yeah. They want it. The you owners want it. Yeah, and it's like when you when you watch Brentford play at home as well, you know, every man, every person in that stadium wants the crowd it. You know what I mean? Love it. Yeah. From the from Ivan Tony to the fucking kit man wants it. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, and that's yeah. can you say the same for Norwich? I don't mm. I don't think so. I don't think so at all. Alright, so we go next to um the uh, the claret and blue fucking <laughs> derby. <laughs> Our beloved Billy's villa. Um got got a battering. I'm afraid they got a battering. Declan Rice is just taking his game to the next level for me. Yeah. Um this West Ham side are they're awesome. They're awesome. They play some really, really good. Sort of simplistic, I want to say. And I don't mean that as a as a dig. I mean that as like what they do. They do extremely well. I think West Ham yeah. they do extremely well. And I think Declan Rice is that sort of complete midfielder, you know. And it feels like we are in an age of like midfielders are either attacking midfielders or defensive type midfielders. But and then <laughs> it's kind of fashionable. Well, it's coming back into fashion. These type of complete midfielders, you know. You're sort of you're in your panties. Yeah, yeah, Declan Rice, Conor Gallagher, I feel, is very much in that same vein of like an attacking and defensive. And I thought Jeannie Van Alden was a similar player to that as well. And Jordan Henderson is sort of that as well in, in a certain aspect, maybe more defensive than attacking. But these complete midfielders are, are definitely coming back into fashion. And Declan Rice is definitely one of them, man. He can do everything. He can do everything. Jake, any 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 thoughts on, on, on yeah, the game? I thought. I thought West Ham, you know, West Ham have been great all season. You know, Ben Johnson channeling uh, Glenn Johnson and, and scoring a, a lovely goal. Uh, I, I thought, I thought it was a, a John Glenson. John, John Glenson. John Glenson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Change your letters around is so funny. No, but West Ham are so good. They are, you know, Moyes. There's I, someone said something really interesting the other day, and, and I couldn't help but agree. You know, if David Moyes hadn't managed Manchester United, they'd be crying out for David Moyes yeah, to be their would, manager. Yeah. They would be all over Moyes. And he's done such a good job with this West Ham side. And, you know, what I, what I really like about Moyes' character is the fact that he went there and he, was, he wasn't really wanted. They didn't want him. He was sort of put in a bit of a firefighter manager role and you know he's they're all about building statues of him you know and stuff like that it's he's really like turned it around it's really nice for David Moyes because he got treated terribly at Man United and then he went to Sunderland and they were in shit state and he was in Sociedad and that was a disaster and you know it, it looked like he was on the, an absolute downward spiral but yeah. he's done he's done brilliantly but Declan Rice is, is such a good player and you know I can see why your Chelsea's and Man United's and Man City's are looking at him but Jared Bowen um, from as well I think he's an excellent he's an excellent player he's very good very good against Aston Villa but I thought Villa were were quite poor but it's Uh, a snobbery when we were linked to him or Liverpool were linked to Jared Bowen a lot of people people were like no no way you know but I would would 100% I think a lot of credit has to go to David Moyes for these uh, types of players and, and performances as well like yeah. you look at just look at Everton, the, the way you got the best out of players like Stephen Pienaar, uh, mm-hmm. Marouane Fellaini. You know it, it, he does get he seems to revel in these types of clubs um, and do really well. It was it was only I've literally got a clip here in front of me. It was only February twenty twenty, just before we a month before we went into lockdown, 
that Liverpool were playing against West Ham. And uh, and I was sat in the Redman office. Uh, mm. We'd done a video and we were laughing at David Moyes. We, we were yeah. laughing at him um, because he'd said something about him being able to get one over on Liverpool. And, and I, I think we did actually beat them in the end. But he's making Declan Rice this complete midfielder that we speak of. Declan Rice was, he was just a, a defensive-minded midfielder. He was that, that was number six back. CDM, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and now he's he's adding goals to his game. He's adding assists to his game. He, he looks really, really good. And I've got in my notes here, he's becoming more complete as the weeks yeah. go on. Um, he started as, yet, with that age, hasn't he? As we were, uh, I think, just touching on Villa, though, and and Billy's really not gonna not gonna be uh, <laughs> like all here, this is one. But obviously Billy in ages because Villa have been fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's certainly not gonna. Like, but I I don't think, and I know we've criticised Villa. I don't think enough is actually made of how bad they are. They are yeah. terrible. Like and and this is with the invest. You know, the, we heard all the noise around them at the in the summer. Aston Villa have won the transfer window. They've they've made some brilliant, which they had. They have they've made some brilliant signings. That the, the sale of Jack Grealish, I I thought was a good one. I still stand by it. It was a hundred million. Jack Grealish was a good a good uh, uh, letting letting go of him. Mm. Um, but yeah, for, for 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 all that, and and I think it is quite common actually. The teams that win the the transfer window tend to actually just do shite in the league. <laughs> mm. Um. But I've seen a lot of noise about Dean Smith to be moved on from Villa fans, and and yeah. although I, I I kind of understand maybe his time's come to an end. I don't know what you guys think. Um, this is a this is a manager that's done a, a very stellar job everywhere he's been, um, and he's still a very good manager. For me, it's Villa with the squad they've got. They're going to need somebody to come in who's a good enough to maybe challenge for a european spot get get them on the periphery of that and then b uh, out of all of those managers that are good enough to get them to that bit one that's actually going to be attracted by the prospect of 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 going to aston villa i know they're a big club but but location wise it's it's not desirable which say what you want it is a big thing for a lot of uh, managers especially especially when you live in london and managers yeah and uh, and 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 as well, I think just just with what is above them and and how how they are doing it, I, I don't I don't see it as being a really attractive prospect to 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 any sort of managers above Dean Smith's level right now. So I'm just not sure who who would do that job. Um, and and and, and you know I I think as well. Um, well, sorry, I was just going to get get your opinions on it. Who who does if if Dean Smith was to go, who 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 do they replace him with? I've seen a lot of. Sh- I think I think Billy might even be on the bandwagon if Dean Smith needs to be out. Right? I've I seen think him he's on the cusp. He's, he's on the there. cusp. Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, I just can't understand because obviously there has to be a plan. I just can't. I can't get my head around who comes in. I I don't see them improving on Dean Smith right now if they get rid of him. You know who's out there realistically that's going to leave you know there's talk of i think i think billy said about that you know the ajax manager but you know why would no you chance. leave ajax to go yeah, to no when absolutely no chance billy if you're listening to this <laughs> it's never going to happen um your club's shy yeah. <laughs> um, but no but like you know realistically 
you know, we're halfway through a season. Is there going to be money to spend in January? Probably not. They spent an awful lot in the summer. You know, all that Grealish money's gone. And you know, is there much more to spend? Probably not. And like you say, you know, who's going to improve on Dean Smith? Who's right now that's out there? You know, don't guess Steve Bruce. You know, never going to happen. <laughs> you know, Steve Bruce would never go to Birmingham. He'd he's waiting for that Man United job. Um, <laughs> but, but no, realistically, I don't know. I think I think you just got to give it a bit of time. Bailey's not been fit. You know, he's been playing like half fit, and Ings is out. You know, just I think they've just got to give it time. There's too much. You know, nowadays there's too much just jumping on and getting rid of a manager. Like, just get rid of a manager. Get rid of a manager. Yeah. Just you just got to give, give these managers a bit of time. Arteta yeah. and Arsenal. Arteta yeah. and Arsenal. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a great one. You know, ninety percent of Arsenal fans were calling for his head. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. Ninety percent now. They're all a bit and, quiet now, aren't they? Uh, yeah, that might. They're, they're all like trust the process. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're all, we're all going back and, like that. and deleting tweeting, their tweets. Yeah, yeah deleting like, their trust tweets. The process. Trust the process. I've always been Arteta in changing their, uh, their their name from Arteta out. But you, yeah, just you know, give give these people a bit of time. That's, I mean, that's the one thing I'd say. I, I'm, Patience I'm is something that, that this generation of football fans has, has not discovered yet. <laughs> no, no. How was uh, sorry? I was going to say how was House not sent off? By the way, but then Conso was. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know how that was not. I don't know um, how it was quite uh, a big big thing that Tyrone Mings actually did get dropped for this game, and Courtney Hodge yeah. and 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 uh, Ezra Conso, who's a player that can do no wrong in Billy's eyes. Um, kind of did a bit wrong, and there are just problems to be solved at Villa. And I don't think the, ma- the manager is necessarily the, the thing that would solve those problems right now. Yeah. I think it's probably an issue of that midfield not really being strong enough. I think going forward, I think they have they, they have quite a lot going for them going forward, yeah. and I think they're not that bad. A defence, I think they just definitely need another player. They're just in some poor form. They're just in a hit. They're in a patch of poor form that yeah. that every side goes through and. They just need to get out of this this sticky situation that they're in, and you know they've got some very good players. You know, Ings, Bailey, yeah. McGinn. They're not the going defense, to get down. Def- you know, Martinez is a you know a, a great goalkeeper, and the defense isn't is not that bad. No, like it's... you said, Samu. I think they just need to ride this wave of shit, and then they'll be fine. They'll be, they'll be real. Right. They'll try be not real. to try not to worry too much, Billy. Come back, <laughs> come back on the podcast and talk about it. <laughs> 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 that is going to. Do it for this week, folks. Uh, we will be back Thursday or Friday with uh, with a general show. But uh, thank you very much for everybody joining us. Thank you very much, Jake and Adam, for joining me. Thank and you. Until next time. Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.